0: Did, did you see anything interesting on the train end Dara? Did I see anything? Um, there's always a very good collection of tugboats. Ooh. Yeah. I'm a Ooh. big fan of tugboats. That well, often on the Hudson they're actually shove boats, but you know. What is a shove boat? Well, they're not tugging, they're pushing. Yeah, they're pushing oh, oh, behind.
1: Are they actually called shove boats?
0: Absolutely not. I made that up. I oh, oh,
1: like that idea. I love the idea of a shove boat. I it's do a, I do notoriously hate boats. Mm. But I think I would make an exception for a shove boat. Why shove is that? I, why do I hate boats? No, I know why you hate boats. Oh, why, why would I make an exception for a show? Yeah, boat? Why specifically because I in my head they just have to be very small. They have to be very small, and they're like a bunch of them, like trying to push like a big <laughs> barge. Like there's like like oh, there's like a whole whole bunch
2: of them, like little baby boats. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I was always <laughs> a big fan of Paul Robeson and Shove Boat. Ooh, that's wow. how the Germans say it when they read it, because the W is a V. I'm so
1: mad. So many possible worlds, but we got this one. So many possible worlds,
3: but we got this one. Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast dedicated to Paul Robeson, the star of <laughs> Shove <Boat. laughs> I am the worst of all possible Bryans. I'm
2: the worst of all possible AJs. And I'm the worst of all possible Joshes. So
3: joining us today is Dara Swisher, the Director of Operations over at Sovereign Candle Collective. Now, I didn't know that candles had Legally recognized sovereignty.
0: Are you really that proud? Funny? Of, are that's you right, proud that's, that joke? That's
1: really yeah. funny, bro. Yeah, I wrote it oh, earlier. Oh my so, so <laughs> I, pl- I planned this. So mm-hmm. five candles in soldier outfits have burst through the door. They've come to take Brian off to political prison. That's right. Yeah. For dare insulting their sovereign state of... candelabra
0: candelabra i don't know i uh, I mean that's generally what we do every day is it's a lot of dry cleaning for the uniforms uh no really (laughs) 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 we're a boutique lighting and events design firm and we're in manhattan and that sounds real like snooty but uh i don't know we make cool lights for stuff
3: yeah, a lot of events, a lot of um, Bible camps. You know,
1: use your <laughs>
3: almost exclusive I not don't,
0: I don't know of any Bible camps, but we are cool with the Jews. Uh, you will see us at a number of synagogues yes. in Manhattan. No,
3: no churches, but synagogues.
2: Not as, yet. as a Christian, I'm offended not right now by this uh, exclusion of my religious tradition. And also, how dare you?
3: So, yeah, uh, we, we were talking today
2: about the 2006 documentary, Jesus camp. Yeah, Jesus camp. You know, this documentary is one that I actually watched quite a few times as a teenager because, you know, having grown up myself in the evangelical tradition, mm-hmm. uh, but not this part of the evangelical tradition, not the Pentecostals. These guys are real freaks, even by like most evangelical standards. Sure. Um, I found this documentary to be a really interesting delineation of like, what is the interaction between Christianity and politics, and are there ways other than this really strict sort of reactionary fundamentalism? Um
1: it was your comfort movie. Like when you're having like a really bad day, come home and you're like, you know, I'm going to pop on <laughs> yeah. Jesus damn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um Dara, what, what about you? What what's do you have a background with this film or
0: Oh jeez. Um well, me and this film go way back. No, I think I <laughs> because I have a deep and abiding love for documentaries in general, mm. I definitely watched this one when it came out. Um I went to Catholic school from second grade yeah. all the way through the end of my undergraduate degree. Whoa, yeah. wow, wow, wow. And you can tell how well it worked because now I'm a witch. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it, so it went really well. Uh, I also was uh, married to the military for a short time. Uh, and I also took part in some liturgical dancing. So I'm really excited for when we I, get
2: to. I'm also excited oh, to talk about enough. liturgical wait, dance. Wait.
3: Okay, so, because mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we were talking about puppet ministries a little mm-hmm. bit earlier, you Ooh, said yeah. Catholics didn't do the puppet ministries, Mm-mm. but you did do liturgical dance mm-hmm. with the Catholics. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, oh, no, no that, that
1: existed, yeah. It did?
0: It's mostly, okay, so but it's no not, puppets? Okay, so liturgical dance is not I always introduced puppets, or but. not primarily to be used in church during service. It's mm. mostly for outreach. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To bring okay. Jesus- through dance to the elderly and perhaps well, disabled and the, the young people. That's also what the
1: puppets are for. Look, the Catholic uh, Church couldn't afford puppets, mm. okay? It's not like we just have, like, millions Gold and millions of dollars just, like, <laughs> lying around. Slabs and
2: golden. <laughs> yeah, but Brian, what about you? What's what's your history with this movie? I saw it pretty much
3: after it came out because it went on, it was produced in part by A&E. Right. And so A I remember seeing e? it on there.
1: In this economy?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, both of them. It was also not this economy; it was a distinctly different, different. economy. In that economy, <laughs> yeah, before the 2008 crash.
2: The E and A and E stands for economy. Actually, yeah. if you know this, yeah, I, I went to
3: my my fair share of of Bible camps growing up. Ooh. I went to Broken mm-hmm. Arrow Bible Ranch Ooh. Uh, Ooh. outside of town. Did that have horses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They Aww. had horses. I only remember because oh, no. we would not. I, I went there once for camp, but we went there a lot like at the beginning of the year with school and did some school fun nice. hangout things. I, nice. So I only rode the horses once. And I ended up on a horse that just um, did what it wanted to do and it didn't <laughs> want to do anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so we love an just, asshole horse. Yeah, it, like. it was
3: just like it didn't matter. Like sure it knew do. the route and it would walk the route, like, but it know, was going to take you. its own time. You were going to go at its own speed.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, we're going to get there, but. Uh...
3: Yeah. Um, we shot, you know, bows and arrows. We shot. Um, oh, I would hope Guns? So. Yeah, guns. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 22s guns. mostly, but we also had, someone had like something, some sort of Soviet gun that we shot a little bit from mm. and, a, and a nine millimeter as well. Nice. Um, we And of course, we had the Daily Chapel where mm-hmm. we'd sing. Big, required. big house, which because of where we were had a different verse that was like more Navajo ish. Oh, um, we yeah.
0: Personalized.
3: Because <laughs> it's like he's got a big, big table with lots and lots of stew oh. and a big, big yard where we can play res ball. So I I also went to a camp called Dunamis in Southern California outside of Idlewild, California. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That also happened uh, <laughs> like these were these were sort of your run of the mill, Protestant, evangelical, non-denominational things. Okay. The Jesus camp depicted here is very Pentecostal. Right. Yes.
2: So your your experience was not. Like this extreme, like speaking in tongues, fucking falling on the floor, all that shit. uh,
3: Recruitment kind of thing. Not at all, no, sir. It is Um, funny
1: when they speak in tongues The the woman who runs the Jesus camp. Keep saying tikka masala,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just without fail. I didn't notice so, that. That's so funny. So my
3: parents went to wow. it, it, again. It was a non denominational college, but it was it was Oral Roberts University, and Oral Roberts was a charismatic. Okay. And mm. uh, so there was tongue speaking going on. What's a charismatic? Yeah. What is oh, a charismatic?
1: Pentecostal. It's an We'll
2: get into yeah, that a little yeah. bit more later, too. Okay. Like the difference between Penteco- uh, like charismatic type. Christianity yeah. versus more standard evangelical. I've
0: actually never heard
3: that. Yeah, term so charismatic before, right? means you're doing stuff like speaking in tongues right. and doing prophecy and faith healing and things the things like that.
0: that you would need charisma for.
3: Yeah, yeah, and um, I think it's like Didn't put anything into dexterity yeah. or strength; it all went it into all went charisma. A strength to charisma. That's right. Yeah. So my dad had a. <laughs> my dad's a very <laughs> ecumenical guy. He does not like to make fun of people for their for their faiths, but he did have a joke where he would quote, "Speak in tongues." And he would just say, see my bow tie, tie my bow tie, re-tie my bow tie. <laughs> it's funner. You
1: say that fast enough. Yeah, That does. that's yeah. basically what it sounds like, yeah.
2: Uh, AJ, what about you? Any any history with like any of this kind of thing, Bible camps, anything of that nature?
1: Not really, uh, When I, because I went to Catholic school exclusively for high school. So I went to public school, K through eight, and right. then I did uh, freshman year through senior year. We're all at Cathedral Catholic High School. It could not get more Catholic than yeah. uh, Cathedral Catholic and, High and School. sorry, folks, are you sure? it sounds
3: like we are in a Cathedral, right now, I didn't put up any sound blankets or anything because it's July. And we, we're more, we, we are recording
1: yeah. in Cathedral Catholic High School. Yeah. That's right. Uh, okay,
0: okay, but I have to. The name of my Catholic high school? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I think it might win. Okay,
1: go for it. Holy Name.
0: <laughs> that was it's the school. <laughs> <laughs> I love name that.
2: Was Holy Name. Oh, yeah, no in mean, no, no particular, wins. just like generic. It yeah. could be any, it could be any? all. all? Yeah. That was that was so holy. We can't even say
1: it. Mm, Oof, man. No, that wins. That one hundred percent wins. I
3: think. I think my favorite name for for a Catholic place of any kind was the little chapel at the Grand Tetons, which was for a a very long time called Our Lady of the Tetons.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Tetons.
0: Um, So.
1: So my so there was a lot of pressure to go on like these retreats that they would have um, over the course of like our time there. Like it was I think it was mostly mm. just juniors and seniors who would go on these retreats. I have also done this. Oh, mm. yes. oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm being truthful, it was just an excuse for you to go like hook up in the woods. Like that's sure. sort of that's sort of what the camp. That's was what you before. guys were doing. They, yeah. I was oh, going to say the
3: Catholics get down way better than we do, I guess. Oh, so. man. Sure, really. But, you know,
2: man. You at least try, maybe. I mean, like, my experience, I never went on one of these full-on, like, week-long uh, right. fucking, like, Christian-Christian things. I did go to Christian summer camp, but it was more of a traditional summer camp where you happen to talk about Jesus sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it sounds like the thing yeah, yeah. you did was more like a true-
1: yeah, it Jesus was just kid. a weekend.
2: It was just a okay. weekend, um,
1: and what we didn't speak in tongues. Really, what it ended <laughs> up being was like a <laughs> reckoning between me and my friends over the course of like all the shit we had held in for mm. like four years. Mm-hmm. Just like Aww. we came out and like apologized to each oh, other. twice. nice. That's nice. And it was at, in that part, it was very cathartic. But they kept being like, "And this has to do with Jesus," and I'm like, "It no, but the fuck It does it not. Does not. Necessarily, yeah. No, it is more about like the, the, the airing, airing of grievances. <laughs> yes, it is the airing of grievances." <laughs> Uh, But yeah, this particular documentary, I remember it being Nominated for an Oscar, and I remember everyone, all the reviews for it at the time were like, "This is the most harrowing film I've ever seen, mm-hmm. it's the scariest horror movie in years." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And People th- went really over the top about that shit. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, they really doubled down. And actually, you know, I, I kind of regret not seeing it because I actually think this documentary rules. Like, <laughs> I think it, it is. Yeah. it is a
2: haunted piece of media. It's a good. I mean, it's good. a. It's a really yeah. unforgettable film. Th- this was a, this was a
3: period where documentaries were doing really well. I mean, this mm. before our current. Age of streaming documentaries, where everyone's watching shit all the time, right? But like, um, you know, Michael Moore had really blown open a sort of new documentary format. Yeah, when was Fahrenheit 9 Well, Fahrenheit 911 was 2004. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, before that, he did Bowling for Columbine, right. and then before that, he did Roger and Me. Right. Yeah. Um. And we also had Morgan Spurlock mm-hmm. uh, and his documentary about McDonald's Supersize Me, and then his mm-hmm. television show Thirty mm-hmm. Days. Right. Which he shot part of in my hometown because he did one where he lived 30 days on the res. And and, um, and
1: he made up most of most of that stuff. Oh yeah, everything was me? fucking fake. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, um, wow.
3: yeah completely.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That that
3: c- came uh, out when he got surprised. when he got me too'd in like twenty eighteen. And it turned cool. out that he was like a, a like mean alcoholic. Fucking
2: liar. I missed the entire Morgan Spurlock uh, heel yeah, arc somewhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And this 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 this
3: movie is really a standout because it's not the Morgan Spurlock or Michael Moore style. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, there is no constant narration. It's not built around the documentarian as a personality. Yeah. Inserting around. Right. So this this is more in the vein of a couple of other movies about Christian culture that came before the first one being Marjo in 1970, which is the Mm -hmm. cinema verite movie about uh, a 22 year old evangelist who had been evangelizing since he was three. Wow. Um, Uh, And him being like, I don't believe in God. This is all fake. (laughs) Come along the tour with me. Did he win over a lot of converts at three? Uh, I mean, he was a big deal in in uh, uh, Pentecostal circles in the 1950s when he was a little child.
0: Yeah, I thought right you now. were gonna say he was a big deal in preschool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was the coolest
1: kid in preschool. Uh, yeah, he
3: did faith healing and speaking in Time. That's a very good movie, and it's Turning from Water uh, into Juice Box. And the Sarah Kernichan, the mm. director of that, is the wife of James Lapine. Oh, cool. actually, for our theater heads, then there's also Hell House, which came out yep. in 99 or Pretty 2000. Pretty similar documentary uh-huh. in terms of the mm. presentation. and and, you know, so sort of a lo-fi this is, yeah, videotape. It. This is all yeah, on digital exactly. videotape. Yeah. And but this movie is very, very sharply edited. There's lots of stuff that gets talked about that, that Josh read about that we that I was watching with Dara earlier on, and deleted scenes mm-hmm. that got cut. But it's like, oh, it's really interesting stuff. But they're very, very ruthless with what they keep in this movie and how they keep it. pumping forward it's a short movie it's only 90 minutes yeah it's it's,
2: it's really especially after having watched 1776 last week (laughs) and I watched like the Uh, fucking extended two hour 45 minute cut it was like yeah sometimes less really is more I think
1: that the only documentary that this really like I can compare it to is American Movie uh, which was I haven't seen that one yeah, it's, yeah, don't it's don't by Chris Smith. It's amazing. It's just about these uh, two small-time filmmakers in Minnesota, I believe. Uh, Wisconsin, Oh, I it think. is Wisconsin.
3: Yeah, I think it's Wisconsin. They're yeah. the
2: same state. <laughs> <laughs> a Michigan, man, here letting you know yeah. that they're the same it, state? It's,
3: yeah, it's this guy, Mike, Mark Borchardt, or Borscht, or however it's pronounced, yeah. making making a horror movie called Coven. Yes, not Coven. Oh,
1: Coven. Coven specifically. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm showing you this. Yeah, it's it is a heartbreaking and beautiful documentary. Give it a watch. Yeah, uh, but it 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 it, it a lot of people a drinking of,
3: surge. Yeah, a lot of surge. <laughs> oh, Mostly surge. fueled
1: by surge. But it 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 achieves, I think, the same thing that. In terms of like just vibes Mm -hmm. that Jesus Camp does, which is there's something very cursed about Jesus Camp. Mm -hmm. Like it Mm. is, it feels like you're watching a haunted piece of media, mm-hmm. like that you found in like yeah. a dumpster or like your older brother found in a dumpster behind it's the 7 It's like 7-11. the ring tape, it just shouldn't yeah. exist. And yeah. the
3: music does a lot to that effect in this movie. Yeah,
1: it's so good.
0: Should I like um, not answer unknown callers for a week or something like yeah. yes. going to happen?
1: Like, but like
3: yeah, my, my first exposure to, to Jesus Camp was through, oh God, okay, when I was a teenager, I watched a lot of Glenn Beck when he was on headline really? news. Mm, here we go. Like occasionally watch Glenn Beck. I I did,
1: I did wonder about the giant chalkboard in your apartment Brian yeah.
3: that was before, <laughs> that that was long before he did the chalkboard the chalkboard oh, wow. was something he didn't start doing until about a year or so after he was on Fox Oh, right. this is mm-hmm. when he was still on CNN
1: oh that's right and
3: yeah. so he was up in arms about this movie that yep. is so uh misrepresentative of Christianity and he had Becky yeah on and, to talk about it a lot Becky
2: Fisher in her book actually tells her perspective of what that yeah. interview was like she felt like she was being taken to task um and thought that it was a much rougher ride than she would expect from somebody who would be at least on paper her ally as a fellow yeah, Christian.
3: that's something that's, we'll talk about some of the fallout from that and like what Focus on the Family does mm. in response to it, but mm. I guess we'll start the movie here. Yeah, let's do it. So um, this, this movie frames this you know, like the focus of it is the camp or these two these two Bible retreats that Becky Fisher is responsible for. Right. It uses a really interesting bracket to be like the the here's why this is important. The the worst of all possible worlds thing to do with it. Yeah. By mm-hmm. opening with news reports and talk radio. James Dobson is in there. Yeah. briefly. I mm-hmm. couldn't recognize most of the voices. But I sure
2: recognize that <laughs> fucking voice. God
3: yeah. talking about. Sandra Day O'Connor resigning from the bench and George W. Bush appointing Samuel
2: Alito. Right. And these uh, radio clips are played over videos of middle America. Right. These are shots of like highways and roads and gas station signs and things of that nature. Um, And along with the Christian radio commentary, uh, we also get a shot here of a guy named Mike Papantonio. Yeah. Now, this guy's history, there's not really a lot to say about him other than he was one of the big Air America guys, if you remember that. They okay. were basically trying to be like the liberal talk radio network. Yeah. Al Franken also made uh, some think, of his I name for he, Air America. He used to be a oh, lawyer, sure. right? Yeah. yeah.
1: and and He got a lot of awards for being a lawyer. Actually, most of his Wikipedia is about him being a lawyer and not very much about him hosting a show. I love the lawyer award no, shows. <laughs> I always Lawyers get them on my so.
2: TiVo
0: right? What
1: the hell? Okay,
2: anyway. Call the briefs. But yeah, uh, pa- uh, Papantonio. Anything um, but. God damn it, AJ. But um, Papantonio uh, also on Air America was a co-host of a show with Sam Seder uh, who some of our oh, listeners okay. might be familiar yeah. with. He still does a show called The Majority Report. Yeah. And the framing throughout this movie is basically these two sides of the radio in conversation with each yeah. other. We'll hear, we'll hear what's going on sort of in the Uh, evangelical Christian uh, Republican airwaves, which is the majority of it. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of have Papantonio, who's sort of like, I think in some ways a stand-in for the filmmakers, honestly, who I get the sense are more liberal in nature. The the directors are
3: Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady. And like we said, they're very unlike Spurlock or Moore, or Kirby Dick in this point in time too. They don't get in front of the camera. They don't narrate. So Papantonio's, Brief little interjections at a couple points in this movie are really, yeah, they're surrogate.
2: I understood the importance of taking the higher level view. And you do need to incorporate information about like, for instance, after uh, the right wing spiked Harriet Meyer's nomination to the Supreme Court and got Alito in like that's important information. But then you get this Papantonio guy in and I'm just like, like, I kind of get it. I, I personally don't know that I need that other voice to tell me what to think.
0: Honestly, when I first saw this film, he read to me as a conservative. Oh, I interesting. I thought he was about mm-hmm. to start talking about s- things that were in favor of what we were about yeah, to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> He has that um, guest
3: who calls in right at the start. Exactly. Like, I'm a Bible-believing Christian.
2: Yeah. So it was
0: almost an eye-roll moment for me. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know what about him, his vibe... Yeah. felt and yeah. just the way that he was speaking his cadence of voice etc but mm-hmm.
2: a fucked vibe would you <laughs> say
0: <laughs> um, um, a little bit of spicy fuckedness yeah. um yeah.
1: I was deeply worried coming into this that y'all had like information on this guy that was like really really bad sort of skeleton in closet like nothing. No no he's just he, he seems mostly um seems pretty reasonable he's i fine. guess yeah yeah, yeah. i
0: didn't just, need him to be there
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think i i understand i enjoyed the break from the relentless barrage of being in that camp Mm. and being in that mindset, it is nice to, like, reset and to have someone just full come out and say, this is insane. Like, this is stuff that I believe, but this is, like, they're training child soldiers. And also, Mm -hmm. you're going to go to hell (laughs) (laughs) for doing this to kids. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's that's interesting. Because, I mean, I feel like I had the opposite reaction. And maybe that's just because I... I don't know, like Uncut Gems is one of my favorite movies. Like, I like it when stuff stays relentlessly in the moment. And I feel like yep. when I get pulled back out of it, it's it, it feels to me like it's forcing... Sort of a a narrative structure that isn't necessarily organic to just like taking the thing for what it is, but I I can also understand why you might want to. I do really
3: like the framing of the Supreme Court. Yes, Um, Yes. that's a really good framing device.
2: I think what a lot of people, first of all,
3: to our listeners, just listen to Five Four, the podcast about the Supreme Court. Yeah, Um, they did a great episode. It'll it'll teach you a lot about all of this
2: history. they did a really great episode recently specifically about the overturning of Roe v. Wade that is yes. required fucking listening. Yes. yes. Um,
3: so we'll link it in the comments. The And part of this movement, the pro-life movement, which is the core of this movie, they took a much more aggressive approach to the court after Robert Bork got spiked. Right. In the 80s, he Mm -hmm. he was going to sign on to the Supreme Court sign on. You know, he was going (laughs) to he's going to log on. What's your
2: password?
3: He's going to get onto the petition of the Supreme Court. He was going to get onto the Supreme Court and he got destroyed because he was such a like naked ideologue that there was really no way that he could get past the Senate. Um, Clarence Thomas was sort of this moment of we don't really the Democrats being like, we don't really like him, but we're also not going to let these allegations against him stand because we don't want to look like we're being too political, which right. is why Joe Biden. Um, so just why like, Democrats
2: always fucking yeah. lose. Joe yeah. Biden who <laughs> voted
3: against Clarence Thomas right? then still just used every opportunity he had to destroy the testimony against him. And so we saw that where they were very Bush was careful. Like you said, Josh, there was another nominee, right, that they were.
2: Yeah, Harriet, floating. Harriet Myers. And it was really largely the the hard right that was like, look, she's not going to get the goods for us. And so. Then they were able to really effectively yeah, so create she, this bipartisan she, messaging campaign yeah. to spike her nomination. Really something. Right, that. yeah.
3: So mm. it was the liberals didn't like her and it kind of the way that history looks at it, it looks like they kind of got rid of her like with Bork, but it really was the right wing of of the Republican Party. Yeah, the liberals
2: got suckered basically. Yeah, which yeah. wow, shocking. Never happened again. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Utterly shocking.
3: <laughs> so it was like they sort but, of they sort of Borked her
2: right uh, to create uh, uh,
3: Alito
1: is the next Thomas kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. I picture Borking as someone flying off into the distance Team Rocket style. No,
0: no, no, it's Swedish Chef. He throws you
1: (laughs) in the (laughs) air In 3D. With his human hands. With his
2: fleshy human hands.
0: I don't want to be a chicken in that
2: kitchen. I do. (laughs) So after Mm. this, uh, you know, this radio stuff, it's actually a smash cut to this weird ass fucking interpretive dance yeah so we have yeah. liturgical
3: dance right at the top but with like camo painted
1: oh, faces my God. Highly militarized it looks like they're Another. stomping the yard it looks like um. a 1980s <sighs> german musical adaptation of apocalypse now
2: <laughs> Whoa, that's really wow. accurate oh. and, and this is this is um just for context about what this thing is it is a children's ministry conference, which again is sort of one half of what this Becky lady does, right? Uh, yeah. At a church in Lee's Summit, which is a conservative suburb of Kansas City. And Dara, uh, you had mentioned, you know, interpretive dance, things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to speak on this delightful? Oh my! Apocalypse now.
1: Ask. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Dun 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 dun. Dun dun. Uh. <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. Before I was uh, a candle person with Sovereign Candle, Mm -hmm. um, I was a professional dancer. And so, wow, gee, it sure was um, some fun choreography to look at. That Mm -hmm. was beautiful. (laughs) I especially liked the stick-on unibrows that they had on their cheeks. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. My experience in what the Catholics call liturgical dance had a lot less face paint um, and stomping. There was more um, um, gentle vocalists and it was more like an outreach program.
2: Okay, so you were, to be very clear, (laughs) you were not putting uh, camo makeup on your face and uh, taking sticks and and crossing them and things of that nature.
0: No, I don't know that I did any marching at all during all my times. Do you wish that
2: you had done that? Ooh. Mm.
0: Um uh Do you
2: feel mm, you would be closer to Jesus? It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Does it have to occur on carpeting?
2: Maybe. But maybe oh, not. No, no. Well, no, I don't know. What do you think? As do you think Catholic, it should? Or? As a
0: Catholic, I'm very confused by carpeting yeah, in yeah, churches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 Just, I have. It's. I don't get it. Why? Why? Our, our
3: pews were fully upholstered at that Southern Baptist church. Oh wow! Comforts yeah, yeah, yeah. not
0: allowed. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll fall asleep. <laughs> I also. If you're
3: too
2: cozy. Exactly. Romantic. That's
3: because our our pastors yell at us the whole time. Sure. So, so it's hard to fall asleep. The yeah. Softening. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from the
2: Dutch Reformed tradition, yeah. I also find that confusing. Our pews yeah. were very hard wood uh extremely everything yeah. was extremely austere at all times absolutely mm-hmm, Well dear, what's mm-hmm, what's the deal with uh with carpet though what what about that uh gets your gets your hackles up
0: it uh it freaks me out mm. it, uh, carpet feels like uh blaspheming
3: Oh, is it sort of mm. like carpet in a bathroom?
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, yes. there's something stuck in that, in that carpet.
0: Look, there's so much incense and things that happen in a Catholic Ooh, mass. Yeah. Like those yeah, smells yeah. would never come out.
2: But if you're, if you don't have carpet in your sanctuary, how are you going to maintain uh your composure when you fall to the ground in holy ecstasy, ah, uh yeah, you true. know, yeah, speaking they, the they names of the Lord. Oh well, we're this, just yeah.
0: we're just not doing that over at the Catholic Church. But, no, it's you gotta funny, keep it inside. It's funny to it. bring up instance because the
3: Orthodox Church in Grand Rapids had a like the aisle down the middle was mm-hmm, carpeted, mm-hmm. the rest of the place is tile. And it, yeah, there were mm-hmm. stains all over it from from the censors Yeah. Mm. So yeah, don't don't do that if you're doing instance, guys. You know. Just so to, after,
2: after the <laughs> liturgical dancing, <laughs> yeah. uh, we are introduced to really our main character, yeah. Becky Fisher. Right. Yeah. And Becky, she's giving this big speech about how this is a sick old world. And so we yes. should fix it. She yeah. does this
3: thing where she's like, uh, is it like raise your hand if you love Jesus? And then you see this mom with her two kids just raising their hands.
2: <laughs> yeah. <for her. laughs> yeah now, now. Uh, that rules um, <laughs> yeah I mean we see sort of like what her thing is she she's I mean back to the point of charismatic Christianity mm-hmm. she has the fucking gift clearly Fairly.
1: yes she does and mm. she begins actually. The first words we hear out of her mouth are how one of the books in the bookstore is not selling very well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's
2: always securing the bag. And, and, it's remarkable. Yeah, and and, and yeah.
1: you know, sign up for the camp yep. that's coming up. Yeah. Bring your whole families. When when she when we first meet Levi a little she's bit later on, on, she's immediately like, Your your whole family's coming mm-hmm. to the camp, right? Yeah. You've all signed up for a bunk at the camp, right? Right. Um, and it is really telling because what I actually think this movie does very effectively is that it does actually show her not on and just how exhausted yes. and tired mm-hmm. and just burdened this woman is. And it's like, you could stop at any time, Miss
2: Fisher, but, but she you can. choose not to. Yeah. She can't yeah. because the Lord has put it on her heart to bring these kids to Christ and, and to get them to preach as well. Right. And I think she truly believes that. Yes. Completely. No. Completely. this is this is, there is nothing. I mean, yeah. say what you will about her, and I will. There is <laughs> nothing about her that is like she's not putting on any airs her her, her intentions like there, there is no subtext with her. Yeah, she is yeah. exactly everything that she says she is. And I'm curious yeah. to hear uh, like any mm. other sort of initial first thoughts impressions about Becky and her whole deal. Well, we get her message
3: about why she aims for kids. Her whole thing is mm-hmm. outreach to children. Yep. And it's yeah. because she sees the news footage. And, and you know, a lot of people who are younger than us listen to this podcast. You may yeah. not be familiar with this, but after 9-11, all we saw all day were pictures of, like, little six-year-old kids in Al-Qaeda, mm-hmm. like, yes. loading grenade launchers Constantly. and shit. Every and yeah. news so cycle. she said, oh, the Muslim kids in... Palestine.
2: Yeah, she's about Palestine <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Like, what's going on in Gaza has yeah. nothing to do with what's going on in Iraq or Saudi Arabia yeah. or whatever, yeah. but no, listen, but Josh, there's there are some websites. over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There are some websites she could show you that would blow your yes. mind. <laughs> I've got some websites so, that would she, blow your mind, too. Yeah. <laughs> Lady.
1: you? Um, that's
3: right, <laughs> Brian. Brian. What is that <laughs> man doing
2: with his anus?
3: <laughs> so <laughs> she is saying, like, and I, I mean, this is a line I definitely heard all the time. is like, look at the devotion that is in these other countries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, look mm-hmm. at the devotion that all these people who are following the wrong religions have. Look at what Buddhists will do or look at what Muslims will do. They'll and the set fasting. themselves on fire. Exactly. That, yeah. And so our Christians need to be brought up in the exact same way. We need our kids to be soldiers for our divine cause serving the Christian God. Yes. Yeah. In America. That's really well put. So Hey folks, this is a preview of a premium episode. If you want to listen to the whole thing where we get in real deep with not only the movie, but our own upbringings and how this political movement relates to all of that, go check us out over on patreon.com slash worst of all. Again, that is patreon.com slash one word, worst of all. And you can listen to the rest of the episode. Go check out dara's company sovereign candle collective at instagram at sovereign candle otherwise um yeah just uh, give us money we'll see you there and if you don't want to give us money we'll see you next week